Hey, everybody. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard the Quite Frankly Train. So, I, if you are new to the show, I hope you find yourself a nice comfy seat. If you are familiar with the show, I hope hope you have found your normal spot. Whatever makes you most cozy. As we gather here together on a Monday evening, April 4th, 2022. Right now at 7 o'clock on the nose. We have a short engagement tonight, as will we tomorrow. But, um, it's, uh, it's just a, uh... It's going to be a, it's it's interesting and exciting because all of a sudden we are me and the band are practicing in earnest for a show next Thursday at a little place called Garcia's by the Capitol Theater in Westchester, New York. And uh, it's the first time we're going to be on stage since 2019. I don't even know when. Uh fall? Maybe the fall time 2019? I think there was a soccer game going on. Maybe it was the sun. I have no clue. But um, obviously things went sideways right after the holidays. So uh, it's been a long time, and I am excited as hell. And it's going to be a mo- mostly, I think we have like 15 songs we picked out. And f- six or seven are, are originals. So we got about eight covers that we're doing, and it is going to run the gamut. I can't wait. Uh, I have to learn a new one tonight, though. I had to brush up on a few old ones, so got tonight, tomorrow, we're going to practice Friday night, so a short show then, Monday and Wednesday next week, practice, I want to see if the guys want to do a, a special uh, dress rehearsal broadcast next Wednesday evening, uh, just for those who are out of state and won't be coming, but um, we'll, we'll see what happens there, a lot of cool things happen over the weekend, I'm glad that you're here with me though, because this week is going to be one hell of an adventure. One hell of an adventure. I want to thank you all again for the outpouring of birthday wishes. That was very, very nice. It's a It was a great weekend. I spent all of Saturday cleaning and organizing. I worked out, put together the uh, fire pit that my father-in-law gave me for Christmas. Then I took my mother and Lauren and the baby out to lunch where I had that Irish coffee. Exactly where I knew I would find it and it, was hit, it hit the spot. And later that night, a few friends came by, and the cigar happened. So, I got everything I needed. a An Irish coffee, a cigar, and uh, some good company, and a wonder, just love from all of you. And um, I appreciate it so much. Really quick, before we do anything else, I have a few other things to do. Book club details. you got to know this. If you have a physical or digital copy of Malachi Martin's Windswept House... It is time to put the pedal to the metal, okay? It's the first 100 pages this week. You get the prologue and the first, like, nine full chapters. I think that page 100 is the beginning of chapter 10. So the first 100 pages. And um, I will start a Reddit thread sometime in the middle of this week for the first 100 pages for everybody to put their concise... We don't need pages long. Um, the uh, thing, but uh, but maybe itemized observations, analysis, comments on everything from the writing style, the the atmosphere of that's being created by the author, uh, connections being made, especially relevancy in the current state of affairs that we are living in right now, thirty years later after the book's initial publication. 
So uh, that's what we're going to be doing. It, it, go ahead and get the. I, I read the first 25 pages before I came here tonight in the the hour or so that I had that had opened up. And it was, man, it, it already is is chilling. First 20, the prologue alone is chilling. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I spoke with Timothy Gordon over the weekend. And what we're going to do is I think this weekend, I, ha- I haven't figured it out yet. It's either going to be this Friday after my band practice, which would be closer to 10 o'clock, or Saturday night around 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. And I will probably be live on one major outlet and quite frankly.tv. So probably D live and quite frankly.tv for those of you who are going to be part of the book club um, broadcasts. I, like I said, I'm not going to make that part of the seven o'clock show because there is, a, you know, most of the audience, it, a good amount of people are, are doing this, but I'm not going to throw that into the lap of the, uh, the greater audience. So um, I'll give you a little bit more on that. The, all you need to know is, First 100 pages, starting with the prologue, and we'll catch you at the finish line, and I'll, I'll make little updates along the way. There's not going to be a no paywall. This is not an exclusive thing. You don't have to pay to get into anything like that. Uh, it's however you get your hands on uh, a copy of the book, whether it be used, new, uh, a PDF that somebody sent you, or you. There's probably tons of ways to read it for free. I know a lot of people just prefer to have the book in, in hand. I know my uncle... Even he came by the house on my birthday, and I told him about it, and he 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 ordered it right there on Amazon. He said, "All right, it'll be on, in on the fourth. I said, "Great, you'll catch up just in time." So even my uncle's going to be doing it. All right, what else did I do this week? Oh, I started watching 1883. That is the um, that's the prequel to Yellowstone, and I'm only four episodes in, but I got to say I love it. I love the scenery. I love the the realism of the whole thing, the casting. I even love the narration. It's beautiful. Uh, Sam Elliott is magnificent so far. If if he were to retire tomorrow, this would be this would be one hell of a swan song for him. It's all, I'm only four in, and I I heard that they canceled it, which sucks. But I also heard that there is a second prequel coming out called 1932, or 1934. Or something like that. So the Yellowstone timeline is, is filling out. But this this is wonderful so far. I, I would also like to express how how badly I cannot wait until I, I no longer need Paramount+. Plus. I am going to unsubscribe and I'm going to burn the memory of ever, ever paying a dime into it. It is the worst streaming service I have ever operated. Whoever developed it is such trash. And it is embarrassing that Paramount put this out. It is a piece of llama shit. No worse. It's alpaca shit. You you have to sign in every time you use it. It glitches and buffers. Last night, me and Lauren were watching episode three. Half of episode three because then we had to quit. The buffering, the stuttering, and it flashes this lavender screen. The entire screen goes lavender. Lavender. I'm telling you, maybe periwinkle, lavender or periwinkle screen. It just goes away. Oh, I can't, can't wait. Today I was able to watch a full episode without incident, but holy hell. What the, what are they doing over there? Terrible, terrible platform. Okay, uh, what else do I have? What else do I have? Well, we're going to be talking about Elon Musk tonight. Since it's a short show, I wanted to do something a little bit fun. And... Um, 
and a few other headlines. A little bit of a media sampler. I wanted to do Mel Gibson, what happened with Mel Gibson uh, with Jesse Waters. We'll do that in a little bit. I also want to thank Blue Monster Prep for being my sponsor. Listen, uh, here is what you want to know about Blue Monster Prep. It is an internet superstore for everything you probably need right now. That people in your life who are you know, waiting around for gas stimulus cards to show up aren't really thinking too much about. All right. Um, this is Germany. Here, I'll let this do the talking for you right now. If you think this is not going to come our way, you got another thing coming. Um, headline, Zero Hedge, German retailers to increase food prices by 20 to 50% on today. Just days after Germany reported the highest inflation in generation, with February headline CPIs soaring at 7.6% annual pace and blowing away all expectations, giving locals a distinctly unpleasant deja vu feeling before the Russian invasion of Ukraine broke out, broke what few supply chains remained and sent prices even higher into the stratosphere. On Monday, Germany will take one step toward the return of dreaded Weimar Republic inflation, hyperinflation, when according to the German Retail Association, consumers should prepare for another wave of price hikes for everyday goods and groceries with Reuters reporting that uh, prices at German retail chains will explode between 20 and 50%. There's many indications that farmers and, and, and big producers over here are being you know, uh, encouraged to stop growing food, destroy food. We've seen that a lot. So much of this is manufactured, and it's all about putting the screws to us, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to go into a lot more as to what that is all, you know, contributing toward tomorrow. Things you probably know, but are getting filled in and colored in a lot better than before. The World Government Summit in Dubai is absolutely stunning. They are covering everything from the digital currency to, um, you know, the, the bug diets. You name it. It's all about this. It is all about this, and it's all manufactured for us. We will be talking about that tomorrow in earnest with um, Noor Bin Laden, who was a last-minute booking. I was talking with her over the uh, over Sunday yesterday, and we're going to be doing a little bit of a um, uh, what is it? A, she she published something on her website over the weekend called "Another Look at January 6th. And we're going to be talking about that and the World Government Summit because, of course, it's all it's all the same. Then, of course, we have Judge Joe Brown on Wednesday. We have Kathy O'Brien on Thursday um, on a April 8th. It's a short show, but I think we're going to be doing our doppelgangers that night. Have a little bit of fun. So a lot of this will be will be bringing up. So BlueMonsterPrep.com. It's insurance you can eat. I would also suggest making sure that maybe uh, you, you clean up your diet as best you can. Say no to a lot of things you don't need. Take the $5 that you save in the lattes and the sugary drinks and all that stuff. Put it toward getting rid of every last bit of debt you can possibly imagine getting yourself out of. And learning to fast or just slim out your, your diet. I don't know. Get a little bit more efficient. A little bit more efficient with the diet, just so that when you get all this, this survival food and stuff, and if it comes to a point when you need it, you don't need that much, and you can make whatever you have last even longer. That's good. A little bit of uh, mind and stomach training. All right, what else do we have here? What else do we have? For, okay, listen to this. Headline from TrendingPolitics.com, but 
You probably read it elsewhere. CNN confirms Trump phone call gap of missing seven hours on January 6th turns out to be a hoax. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why I don't even cover stories like this anymore. I use that 48-hour fudge rule. Our good boy Kyle out there, haven't even heard from him or seen him in so long. The 48-hour fudge rule, as long as they get 40 hours of circulation, it does not matter if it turns out being nothing. It's all about psychological branding for these idiots. Okay? So if you didn't know what was going on, here it is. Another day, another hoax for the American left. After radicals expended countless breathless hours spending, uh, spent pointing at Trump phone call records with a missing seven-hour gap as proof of a nefarious plot to orchestrate the January 6th insurrection, coup, riot, whatever. CNN has come forward with a more plausible explanation. Trump wasn't making phone calls on that line. This is CNN. The mystery of the seven-hour gap has fueled furious speculation as to why calls are missing. That includes allegations that Trump was using burner phones, which he has denied, or that logs were purposely suppressed, but the gap might have a less mysterious explanation. According to multiple sources familiar with Trump's phone behavior and White House switchboard records, the January 6th log reflects Trump's typical phone habits. He mainly placed calls through the switchboard when he was in the residence, but rarely used it when he was in the Oval Office. The fact that the log does not show calls on January 6, 2021 from the Oval Office is not unusual, said the sources, because Trump typically had staff staff either place calls directly for him on landlines or cell phones. Those calls would not be noted on the switchboard log. The six pages of White House switchboard logs for January 6, 2021 are completely based on an official review of the White House records, according to a source familiar with the matter. There are no missing pages in the seven-hour gap is likely explained by the use of White House landlines, White House cell phone and personal cell phones that do not go through the switchboard. That didn't stop these losers. These losers, like John Cooper. These are, they, they put together 15 tweets of these absolute losers, including that Brooklyn dad, that Brooklyn dad idiot loser who takes all these uh, shots of him like from the ground up so it makes him look like he's not five foot two with a high whiny pitch voice. John Cooper says, Anonymous, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 7.5 hour gap in Trump's phone log that is missing. Oh, somebody open up a special counsel on John Cooper. Just asked internet uh, hackers to go and, uh, and infiltrate the U.S. government. U.S. government. There you go. What's the, what is it? What's the difference between uh, internet hackers and the Russians? I don't know. But John Cooper should have his life ruined. Brooklyn Dad says, a lot of sedition can happen in seven hours. Oh, aren't you smart, you dumb fuck. Oh, my God. That, that stupid bearded fuck. I'm sorry, kids. Don't, don't pay attention to Uncle Frank. Don't pay attention to me. I'm a bad influence. Listen to your parents always. They know best. I don't talk like this in front of Aurora. I come here to... This is like my heavy bag. This is the pillow I scream into. I promise you I don't talk like this in front of Aurora. It's very bad. Susan Glasser says, Put Nixon's 18-minute gap to shame. Oh, you, you know what, Susan? You, uh, let's see, Dan Rather. Oh. Mr. Mockingbird himself. This is like a first-generation Mockingbird. He cut his teeth on JFK. 
Wait, January 6th, a gap in phone logs? I can't remember. Was anything happening on that day that Donald Trump might have been talking with people about? I don't know, Dan Rather. Isn't it time for your back pill? I gotta eat so I can take my back pill, you old bitch. Look, I, I just look at Molly Jong fast, another racist. Seven hours and 37 minutes is a very long time. Yeah, I know, especially if somebody lives with you. I can't imagine living with you for more than seven minutes. Imagine being Molly Jongfast's uh, uh, roommate. Hell. So everybody had their, uh, oh, that Aaron Rupar guy, that beaver tooth idiot with his problem glasses. He said, a gap in the tapes. Appreciate the writer's call back to Watergate in this latest plot twist. Watergate. It's the only thing they know how to say. Hitler and Watergate. It's the only thing they know how to say. I think even uh, Bob Woodward got in on it. Another washed-up idiot who never had anything else happen in his life that was noteworthy. So that's why I don't cover these stupid, stupid, flailing, non-journalistic creations. They're not journalists. They're not journalists. They are hormonal bloggers. Completely hormonal. Most of them need to be on one patch or another. All right, what else do we have here? More explosions heard in Russia border city where a fuel depot was destroyed. They're trying like hell to get Russia to do something. They're trying like hell. Something's going on over the border in Russia. And at the same time, they keep saying that there are horror stories. Russian are, the Russians are creating uh, crimes against humanity. Now P Putin is a war criminal, war cr every day, war criminal, war criminal trying to create any kind of impetus, which is contrary, of course, to every independent or most of the independent journalists I have seen I've been tracking, because why just add more on top of what you know you're going to get from the uh, the corporate media crew, that whole circle. I've been following people like this guy uh, on YouTube, Patrick Lancaster, who's out in Ukraine, which is amazing to hear the testimony that he's getting from locals out there in Ukraine talking about Ukrainian troops who were doing drive-bys, lighting up buildings and destroying property weeks before the Russians even got there. Locals in Ukraine giving testimony about Zelensky battalions taking up refuge inside of kindergartens, etc. This is on top of how we have seen the way that Russian POWs and Ukrainian civilians are being tortured, humiliated. But, um, but the media, they, they echo. They echo, they echo, and they're not deviating all the supposed opposition to each other in the you know right and left media they are they are in perfect unison and they're not deviating from the plot line uh so still absolutely no reason i don't have i don't have any illusions about me having the full picture of anything but i will never trust a damn thing that's coming out of western media not a damn thing i don't care what i get wrong along the way all i know is I'll, I'll get wrong. I'll get things wrong on my own and figure it out on my own. I'll scrape my knees on my own. I don't need that fat-ass Brian Stelter or any of his friends at Fox because they are all friends behind the scenes. We will be right back. Thank you so much for joining me. We will, uh, yeah, I'll catch you on the flip. Aurora, you Chicken McNugget? No.
You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! see the new uh i have two new lava lamps here i had to plug this one in before i went live so it has not it's starting to melt it'll probably start bubbling a little bit so we've got the blue the light blue liquid and the pink wax over there and we've got we've got purple liquid and yellow wax over here nice it still has that same feel right still got blue and larry and louise so, um, I forgot what you guys named. You can call them, uh, I mean, name them whatever you want. Again, I don't know. Let me know what their names are. You guys have been naming them since, uh, since we moved in here. So, um, I welcome you all to the show. A little Clarence Frogman Henry to open up. He used to sing this to Aurora when she would wake up in the middle of the night and need to be, uh, and she'd start crying and all that. That was before we learned to just let her go. And she put herself back to sleep. We did ourselves a lot of... Well, you know. First time around, you just you just don't know. It's just too old. But um, welcome and give this episode a like. Give it a thumbs up. Share it to everyone you know. Keep dumping those super chats on me. I'll get around to them in a little bit. I have to... Um, I have to make haste here. So here's the first one I want to come up with for discussion. And this is Mel Gibson. The Western Journal reported on it like this. Mel Gibson's Fox News interview comes to a bizarre end when he's asked about Will Smith. Actor Mel Gibson had nothing to say Friday night after Fox News host Jesse Waters asked him about the Will Smith incident. Gibson was interviewed as part of his promotional efforts for his new film, Father Stew. When Waters steered the interview to Sunday's incident at the Oscars in which Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Gibson had just finished a segment of the congenial interview devoted to a discussion of the rampant egotism of modern America when Walters shifted ground. He said, you understand it probably is better than a lot of people. Uh, you, you, probably, you, you understand it better than a lot of people with your career. I was wondering if you know if you had been one of those... Um, had been the one that jumped up out of his seat and slapped Chris Rock, you had if you would have been treated the same way, Mel. Now, I don't understand why he did this. I really don't know why Jesse Waters did this. Because it was, and everybody was talking about it in the Quite Frankly Discord on Saturday afternoon. And I was list, I actually listened to, it's a five-minute interview. We're not going to listen to the whole thing, just the last minute and a half. But it was a nice five-minute interview. 
And everyone's like, why is Mel so fidgety? I think he usually is. You look at all of his his um, interviews from over the years. He's always, you know, shifting in his seat and grabbing his face and stroking his beard and looking around and all that. And, of course, the, the more you go through, the more guarded you are, the more that you know that uh, the vultures are ready to come down and, and, uh, and, and bring you back down to size again. Who the hell knows? Anyway, it was going nicely. And I was listening to this as I was cleaning the cat litter. And I uh, and then it got to the last part here. And Jesse out of nowhere, Jesse Waters out of nowhere does this. I'll, I'll set it about a, a minute or so before. Let's listen to this. Do you think yeah. the, do you think the American Hold on. Wait a second. Let me go back. Bjorn, do you think yeah. the do you think the American people are are very caught up in ego the, the the way that most people throughout the world aren't? We're fixated on their on ourselves and and just not really looking out for the rest of the country. We're all just wrapped up in what's going on in our own lives. Do you feel that way? Well, I think that's that's you know endemic to the you know entire world. You know, it's like. Uh, it's not just us, but um, but it's a human failing, you know, and um, I don't think we've cornered the market on ego. Uh, I would also like to just interject here, Jesse and Mel. Thank you guys for letting me in on this. Uh, I don't think that it is a human failing. I don't think it's a hu- I think that more and more concentrating on your own life and your own routines and the people in your in directly around you and taking care of your business and blocking out everything else and minding your own business, it, 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 start, it looks like more of a failing the more centralized a society becomes, where government, political culture, socio-political culture uh, demands people think of the greater good. Uh, that's, that, is not, no, that, that does not mean that you shirk your responsibilities to your neighbors or people in need where you can affect some kind of, you know, you could, you could make a positive impact wherever it is feasible and wherever you can act quickly and responsibly. But this is a, I don't think that this is a failing at all. Um, not at all. But anyway, uh, Mel rolls with it, and here's uh, the last minute. And um, I don't think we've cornered the market on ego. Um, but, um, hey, it, it's, you know, it certainly is a problem. I think the sooner... You know, the sooner you realize there's something bigger than all of us, the, the, the easier it's going to be in your life. And uh, as I say, hard jump to make for a lot of us, even me, and I kind of understand the process. You understand it probably better than a lot of people with your career, and I was wondering if... Now, here's the thing. You're going to hear a female voice. This is where it happens. All right, now let me get, let, let me get back to this just for a second um, because I want to I prep you for what you're going to hear. There's a female voice that comes in, and uh, let me see, uh, off-camera replied to get, uh, for Gibson saying, hello, Jesse, thanks, that's our time. So I don't know if this is somebody on, this is probably somebody on Mel's end. So for those of you in podcast land and you're going to hear this third voice come in, that's what's going on here. This is where it gets really weird, um, really kind of odd. All right, here you have it. You know, you had been the one that jumped up out of his seat and slapped Chris Rock. If, if you would have been treated the same way, Mel... Hello, Jesse. Um, thank you. That's our time. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> um, I'm. Thank you, Jesse. Um, okay. we, that is our time. Well, Mel, thank you very much for joining Jesse Waters Primetime, and we really appreciate it. April 13th, the movie drops, Father Stu. We really enjoyed it. Thank you.
Hey, Mel Gibson, thanks for joining uh, You know what? Mel, Mel's uh, very smart. Of course, he knows. He knows. Mel knows. He knows. He's not, he's not touching it. And whoever the hell that guardian angel out there, <laughs> good for her. She earned her keep right there. She earned her keep. It looked awkward as hell, but um, get him out. If, if I was handling Mel Gibson's schedule and his media uh, appearances and all that, I'd be like, get him out. Get him out. So, yeah, I don't know why Jesse Waters went there. I don't understand. Here's something else I have to show you, and I'm sorry, but I saw it, so that means you do too. In fact, I have to ask the children to leave because this is a th very, very disturbing 13th, probably the most disturbing thing I've seen all year. And there's a war going on, and uh, I, 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 I mean, there's a lot of shit going on, on the internet right now that you can run into that you don't expect. So, uh, uh, kids, uh, just turn your, your eyes for 13 seconds for a second. Uh, here's Madonna scaring the entire planet on TikTok. <laughs> so... The memory of that face will haunt my dreams. I don't know what the hell. Then again, what's there to figure out? You know, uh, for those of you in podcast land, she has this dead blank expression uh, on, on what I'm getting, on what I'm guessing used to be her face. She's totally distorted by collagen and Botox, and she just leans into the camera very slowly. For this creepy kiss with these inflated, just uh, lips. Good Lord, what a mess. So, I mean, there you have it. That's That was that little thing. That's our media, our media point. Now, moving on to other media news. Here's the headline from Zero Hedge. All bets are off. Shares of Trump's Truth Social slide as executives quit. Elon Musk buys Twitter stake. Shares of DWAC, better known as President Trump's truth social competitor, to Twitter have been hammered by reports that the app has been experiencing technical issues that have rendered it non-functional, despite promises that it would be up and running smoothly by now. Yeah, yeah, technical issues, huh? The day that that thing launched, I did my due diligence as a person who works in new media to go and make sure that, quite frankly, was reserved on that thing. I am still waiting around to be let in. I can't imagine, I mean, I'm not uh, like chomping at the bit. It is, I'm just, like I said, I just did my due diligence, but I can't, um, what the hell's the point? That is one small echo chamber, a very small echo chamber. I don't understand, I don't understand. But anyway, compounding bad, the bad news, Reuters reported Monday that two of the company's top executives, both of whom have become central players in the business, have abruptly decided to quit. Their departures following the, uh, the what is it, Billy Boozer and Josh Adams. Their, disrupt, their departures followed the failed launch of the company's iPhone app on February 20th. More than a month later, many users are still on the waiting list. And un including Frank from Quite Frankly, which everybody's very confused. As <laughs> Despite promises from former Representative Devin Nunes that the app would be operational by the end of March, 
Another obstacle to growth is the fact that the company has an app for iPhones, but no app for Android phones, which means that more than 40% of American consumers won't be able to access it. Yeah, well, hey, I don't understand why a new a new thing had to be had to be um, created at all. A lot of you called in and you gave me some really good reasons why it was smart for Donald Trump to be at the helm of a brand new platform. But there's plenty of places he could have gone. And you wouldn't have to deal with this. Plenty. Uh, it was here we, here we go. Another thing is uh, another issue facing the company poor Reuters is that a it, its political bend. No wait, where's the Twitter? The Twitter uh, aspect of this. Hold on. Um, nah, whatever. I'll just go to this next thing. Elon Musk takes up 9.2% stake in Twitter after hinting at a shakeup. Now, this was not too long. Not too long after we got this on my birthday on April 2nd from Jack Dorsey on Twitter. Listen to this little mea culpa over here. The days of Usenet, IRC, the web, even email, WPGP, were amazing. Centralizing discovery and identity into corporations really damaged the internet. I realize I'm partially to blame and regret it. More than partially. More than partially. And now that he's out and he's cashed out and he's got whatever the hell he needs... Uh, these Mia Culpas, of course, are falling uh, largely on deaf ears. But then, of course, today we got this we got this April 4th headline from all over the place. Elon Musk takes 9.2% stake in Twitter after hinting at a shakeup. He's the largest stakeholder in the company right now. $3 billion investment. Um, Twitter's uh, shares surged as much as 27% after Musk's purchase was revealed Monday in a regulatory filing. The gain marked the stock's biggest intraday increase since its first day of trading following the company's 2013 initial public offering. The stake is worth about $2.89 billion based on Friday's market close. Musk, 50 years old polled his more than 80 million followers on Twitter last month, asking them whether the company he adheres, uh, the company adheres to the principles of free speech. After more than 70% said no, he asked whether a new platform was needed and said that he was given serious thought to starting his own. Given Elon's prior comments about wanting to start a social media company, I would say it's possible that he will increase his stake in Twitter or take a controlling interest in the company sometime soon, said Tom Forte, an analyst at D.A. Davidson and Company. Musk has been one of the biggest personalities on Twitter and has regularly run into trouble on the platform. The Tesla Incorporated Chief Executive Officer is currently seeking to exit a 2018 deal with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission that put controls in place related to his tweeting about the electric car maker, Tesla. The announcement uh, will yet be another major test for new Twitter CEO Parag Arwawigwar, who replaced Jack Dorsey after he unexpectedly resigned in November. Agrawal, 
vowed to increase accountability, making decisions faster to improve product execution. The company set ambitious goals for growth, including increasing annual revenue to $7.5 billion and getting to 315 million daily users by the end of 2023. So here's the big question here. Here's the big question. Is he helping? Is he hurting? Or is it just too much of a wild card, this guy? Is he flipping the stock for a quick profit? Uh, will he suppress? Is he using it to suppress, uh, to talk about Tesla a little bit more, or to suppress all of the reports of Tesla's, uh, you know, the autopilot crashing into uh, bridge abutments and and catching fire and burning forever? Or does he in fact really want to restore a semblance of free speech on the platform? He has been a pretty reliable troll. He has been pretty reliable in that respect. So I, I don't I don't know. Now many of you. Many of you are skeptical of Elon Musk. I have my doubts, of course. Been a beneficiary of government, uh, federal government money for or our money. He's been a beneficiary of the uh, the U.S. government for a long time, partnering in their space programs in one way or another. One-time artificial intelligence alarmist who rededicated himself to merging man with machine through the Neuralink project. Jason Burmis was on with us two weeks ago. He added fuel um, to that fire last time that we were on with him talking about how Starlink, Starlink and drone warfare in Ukraine are all linked together. Put that into the mix. So, I mean, but he also has flashes of, uh, he, he really does, he has flashes of 4chan weaponized autism and trolling that show up like a Pegasus sometimes in times of need. Every once in a while, it, it just shows up and he just throws a, a pee-filled water balloon in, into people's faces. It, it's, it's nice. So how far does that go for you? And it made me think of the character alignment chart. And uh, again, I want to talk to you about where Musk lands. And I got a lot of feedback from people on Twitter, uh, some on Reddit. And wanna, I want to open up the, the calls to people to see what, where you think. Now, if you haven't seen it before, you should know this chart very well or get to know it very well because there's so many variations of it on the internet you'll probably understand it a little bit better you'll probably understand internet culture a little bit better when you know this it's a lot of dungeons and dragons stuff you're talking about you're talking about the the pretty much the the profile of a certain character in a plot line or a game and you have three columns of good of neutral characters and of evil characters and then you have three subsets of good, neutral, and evil. And that is lawful, neutral, so true, neutral, true, uh, lawful, good, neutral, good, chaotic, good. And lawful, neutral, chaotic for, of course, the other categories as well. Here's a little bit I'll, I'll give you one. I want to get some good uh, summaries. Complete alignment, uh, alignment chart. Just a little something for you guys and gals to, uh, to understand where we're going for those of you who need a crash course. Lawful, good. Lawful good, what do you do here? These guys usually follow some sort of code they hold very, very dearly. Valor, honor, glory, generosity, whatever the reason, they're always there to lend a hand no matter how small or trivial the issue. Oh, and they will drag along the entire party on every measly little side quest. They are also likely to try and sacrifice their own lives to save someone else's. This alignment is essentially selflessness in a nutshell. Uh, a lot of people will bring this to um, Superman, Superman levels. 
Okay, not Batman, Superman. That is that is a uh, a good character with a code. Okay, Batman has a code as well, but uh, he's a little bit more dark, a little bit more cynical about things. Superman is very optimistic, and it just has to be done, and that's it. Let the law take care of him. Um, then, of course, you have your neutral, your neutral good. Let's get back to that. These guys are probably the most tolerable kind of self-righteous pricks you'll ever have to deal with. Basically, they will help those they think are really in need but won't waste time on small things. Uh, Bill needs rare medicine for his terminal disease. Count them in. Billy lost his teddy bear? No. These people are also willing to get their hands a little bit dirty but not too much. And then you have your chaotic good. These people don't care much for laws or principles, but still have a really strong conscience and sense of justice. Unlike their fellow do-gooders, however, they are willing to do use any means short of torture and murder to bring justice or achieve their utopia. Gotta defeat the horrible dragon giant, level a city in the process, whatever. As long as they got the job done, they'll never intentionally hurt anybody. Just be careful not to get caught in their collateral damage. So I guess I, I, I guess the cobra would fall in there. You know, the cop you call in who's willing to go outside the bounds of the law to go out there and take out the demonic uh, death cult or whatever the hell else. You know, S something along those ends. Then you get into the neutral categories. What is new, uh, uh, lawful neutral? Lawful neutral. These guys are very much similar to lawful good folks, except for one thing. They'll help bad guys too. Indeed, these people believe in keeping the balance to the fanatical extreme and will assist anybody in weaker position, be it a demon or a saint. They don't care for backgrounds, only that nobody gets stronger than the other ever. They're also the fairest arbiters around because they are just... Listen, the law says this, and here's how we apply to here and here. I have no personal feelings about anybody here at this table. That's for the audience to have a, uh, a uh, you know to have an opinion about who do you want to see win in the end there. Now, keep in mind, I'm trying to figure out where you think Elon Musk falls here. Here's another one. Uh, true neutral. Now, this is an interesting one. If we go to another here, look, I found this nice little chart. Ready? There's many of these like out there. You saw the lawful good. There is Superman. Chaotic good. There's V from V for Vendetta. Lawful neutral. Jean-Luc Picard. Star Trek. True neutral. I guess that's Treebeard, right? From Lord of the Rings? Side? I'm on nobody's side because nobody's on my side. So let's go to true neutral a little bit. Read into that. These guys are, well, boring. No, really. They're utter stone faces who care for nothing but themselves. Only they still have enough conscience not to be evil about it. Or they're just too lazy despite what some may think. These people are never... Never, uh, they, they will never turn on you or try to harm you, but neither will they lift a finger to help you unless it also helps themselves. They, uh, they just can't be uh, asked either way, completely trustworthy and completely unreliable. I guess that would be the, uh, the turtle, the turtle from NeverEnding Story. A big downer, you know, they don't care about anything and they prefer you not care about anything either. Nothing matters. I, I guess that would be it. So true. that's true neutral. They are just a void. Don't care about anything. A chaotic neutral. Now this, I'm, I, I'm wondering, 
I'm wondering for me, and a few people have dropped this for Elon Musk, I'm thinking this, this may be a, at least one option for classifying what he may be. These guys can be defined by one word alone, unpredictable, driven by nothing but their desires and impulses. They'll do whatever they feel like at the moment. In one instance, they can be loving, caring friends who risk their lives to save you. The next, they'll try and stab you in the neck. Uh, you, re- you read that right, neck, not back. They do feel remorse, and they do have morals. They're just not very good at thinking ahead. So as far as an example of there, one of the most popular chaotic neutrals that pops up is, uh, is uh, whatchamacall, uh, Jack Sparrow from, you know, the Johnny Depp character from the, the pirate movies. Just someone who you just don't know is on your side ever. Do good things, do bad things, just uh, almost like taking a bottle rocket and taking off the, uh, taking off the stick. And it's going to end up somewhere. Somebody's going to get burned. But it's not necessarily because they want to do it. It's just the way the wind blows. And then finally, we have the evil categories. The three evil categories. Let's start with lawful evil. Lawful evil. A popular a popular thing to, um, to bring up here is Darth Vader, of course. Um, here we have it. These guys may be evil, but within certain well-defined limits. Like the above, they have their codes to follow, except that they are all about punishing everyone who would infringe upon these codes. Bureaucrats, gangsters, so, so you think of, uh, you think of uh, mafioso and all that stuff. There is a, a very, very, very defined line you do not cross. There's rules, no women, no children, but uh, that's it. They all like this. Perfectly the fine folks perfectly fine folks until you cross the line and then they'll hunt you to the ends of the earth, will torture you beyond your gravest nightmares before killing you off. The evil, the neutral, the neutral evil. These people are not generally the kind of guys you want in your party, but skilled leader can help keep them uh, in check and useful. They will stab you in the back if they think they can gain something and get away with it but will only do so if they think their current party either won't provide them for well uh, well enough or can't guarantee their safety. Pretty predictable, but handle with care. And then you, then you have your chaotic evil. This is the Joker. These guys are a big no-no. The second you see them, big red warning signs will, uh, will go off in your head. These people are the most always sadistic psychopaths who will try and kill you at one point or another, whether for gain or for simple pleasure. The only reason they are ever kept in parties is because of an indescribable, uh, incredible skill. And the only thing that keeps them from killing their teammates is the protection that they afford. So um, this is where we are at. That's what I wanted to bring up here. The true neutral, where are people thinking about this? I'm gonna go on a quick break. When we come back, I'm gonna go to the, the Twitter, gonna go to the Reddit and take some of your calls. And we have about a, you know 25 minutes left in this short show. I figure that this is a nice little way to spend a, an abbreviated evening together. And that's the way it is. Be right back, everybody.
quite frankly. Listen live or download it and take it with you wherever you go while you're driving, walking, working, or <laughs> you dirty dog. For all things, go to quitefrankly.tv. You like what you see? Become a sponsor. Quite Frankly streams live weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern wherever you get your podcast. So for everything, it's quitefrankly.tv. Alrighty. What are you guys thinking? We got a rumble rant from Fred Awakening. Says, thanks for the Madonna clip, Frank. Does CBD work for impotence? <laughs> Secret nature CBD. Curing your impotence brought on by Madonna TikToks. Since 2022, Secret nature CBD is your... Is your member flaccid since stumbling upon a TikTok video produced by Madonna? Secret Nature CBD, I would, um, I would say jump into some of their sativas. It's uplifting. It is uplifting indeed. I also want to, I want to give a big, big congratulations to someone, to two people. To Amanda from Florida, who watches this show for a long time. She got her mom to start watching the show. Well, Amanda from Florida, who actually uh, put together, was the first one to make our, quite frankly, mixtape, and then she handed it off to me so I could update it on the Spotify. She got engaged. And boy, oh boy, is this girl in love. So I want to wish her and her man, Jake, a very happy engagement. And I'm wishing these two the best. A, a wonderful ride, uh, you know, being engaged and, and the lead up to the wedding is so thrilling. It's so thrilling. And then the wedding day is so thrilling and completing. And then uh, after you feel fulfilled there, then I, then it's just, uh, you know, it's a whole new, whole new thing. You say, well, it doesn't feel any different afterwards. Yeah, but it's, there's a fulfillment there. It's nice. And I wish them uh, a whole litter of children as well. I wish them a litter of children. All right, what do we have in the Super Chats? Let me make sure I have got everything right. Hello Kitty, says Frank. Can you imagine the Gulf of Madison, uh, the Gull, the Gull of Madison Cawthorn for the turning down a sex orgy with Pelosi? Oh, the Gall, the Gall you mean. Can you imagine the Gall, Madison Cawthorn, turning down a sex orgy with Pelosi, Schumer, McConnell, Graham, Waters, etc.? Sorry, I know this is off topic, but hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Oh, I don't know who it was. I don't know who it was, but that would just be in... Nope. No thanks. 
Citizen Chuck says, good evening, Frank. Happy belated birthday wishes to you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chuck. All right, let's get into some of these, some of these thoughts. I asked, let me see, hold on, let me go up here again. I asked everybody on Twitter and Reddit, where do you think that the, the character aligns? Where does Elon Musk land in this chart? Is he, is he lawful good, neutral good, or chaotic good? Lawful neutral, true neutral, or chaotic neutral? Lawful evil, neutral evil, or chaotic evil? I do not think he is anywhere near lawful good, neutral good, lawful neutral, or true neutral. I think all those have to go. We are going to start with an L. It's an L all the way down the chaotic. He's chaotic for sure. All the way down the chaotic and across the evil. I don't think lawful evil because I don't I don't see where where that fits in as far as sticking to a code and, and all that other stuff. He's got too much 4chan troll in him. Um I mean he plays by by the law, obviously, because he's still a free man. Somebody of his stature, if he was doing something uh if he wasn't abiding by the rules then whatever so neutral evil chaotic evil chaotic neutral or chaotic good that's where i'm i'm in that area right there but let me get to these super chats the first one up is from twisted wizard no not super chats i'm sorry N- on twitter twisted wizard says chaotic neutral he has that free spirit vibe because he follows his whims he is an individual individualist who values his own liberty but doesn't strive to protect others freedom while challenging traditions with technology he also seems unpredictable but his behavior isn't random this is why i wanted to op- open it up to the uh open it up to the audience that's a uh, that's a pretty astute observation i did ask jason burmas about this because he brought up the whole the Starlink and and the the thing um the drones in ukraine and I said, what do you th- where do you think he lands on the chart? He just says, front man evil. So I asked him, what do you think? I mean, like, like lawful evil seems more, a little bit more unpredictable than like, you know, Vader or something like that. And Jason said, well, Vader is good. I said, well, Vader has a redemption arc. Uh, Anakin Skywalker, there is a redemption arc that carries him through the life as Darth Vader. But I mean, Vader murdered children in the Jedi Temple. He murdered children. Um, in the end, he helped, you know, he took out a sizable part, uh, a portion of the Empire. But um, but still, just one of those things. All right, let's get back to these. Uh, Communism Kill says, I wouldn't be shocked to find out that Musk did this in part to stunt Truth, gross, uh, truth Social's growth. Now, Truth, truth Social's doing that to itself. Not at all. Um, Shadow Scoundrel says true neutral. So doesn't care one way or another. Doesn't care as long as it doesn't, uh, doesn't, I don't know. I think he has a little bit more motive and ambition than that. True neutral just seems like, like I said, the the tortoise in the mud in um, never ending story. Seems like he has a little bit more drive and purpose in life. Um, let's see here. Neutral evil, says Admiral Zeke N. Narks, S. Narks. Wintrell, our buddy Wintrell out there, he says uh, chaotic neutral. 
There's Chaotic Neutral again. Redemption Frog Z. Cody Jordan says Chaotic Neutral as well. This is this is the like I said the um, the Captain Jack Sparrow types, the type that you really cannot trust. You really cannot trust to do um, to be on your side. He will. It's just a bunch of chaos, and he'll serve any purpose, any purpose, and you just I don't know. Can't rely on them. But sometimes might be the devil you know. Let's see here. Vox21 says chaotic good. Chaotic good. Go Elon. Wendy Mahoney says neutral evil. Neutral evil. So remember, a lot of people say that this this could be a place where you can put in a character like um, the aliens from the Alien franchise. The Ridley Scott franchise, Aliens, which... I don't, it, it, could I put Elon Musk into the same category as the alien? Here's what they said on that movie chart. It's a perfect, perfect organism. The structured perfection, um, its structured structural perfection is matched only by its hostility. I admire its purity, a survivor, unclouded by conscience, remorse, or delusions of morality. Now... That's interesting. Would neutral evil be Jaws? Then again, a great white shark is just acting on instinct. Obviously, you have to personify this great white shark to be able to make it a antagonist in a movie. You know, you, you actually give a shark motive outside of it's hungry, and there's just women, children, and men, and fishermen all over the place, and he's just going to eat to his heart's delight. On the other hand, is this uh, is this alien as uh, basic an organism as a shark, or does it have a little bit more cognitive function? Which you, I guess you'd have to imagine so. But there you go. I like that last part. That that might be a key to whether or not you can put Elon Musk there. Someone who's unclouded by conscience, remorse, or delusions of morality. What do you think? Is that what Elon Musk is? We'll take some calls in a couple of seconds here. The number is on the screen. You can jump into the the Discord as well, and I will be there in a GIF. That's the easiest way to get on these days. Um, Ranger Girl says, I don't think we know. Christopher says he could be all of the above. No, not all of the above. Communism Kills comes back and says, I'm sorry to say I think he's chaotic evil. At best, he's true neutral. I hope he's chaotic good. See, I think at least everybody's on the same page that we are in that chaotic, that chaotic uh, column and contemplating the evil row. So it's the full complement of chaotic and the evil row. Let's see here. I wanted I, Amy Young says I wanted to chaotic neutral, but I think that that uh, that's the image he wants to portray. I think he's actually neutral evil, unclouded by conciliatory or remorse. He knows his tech can and will be used for evil. Hmm. Okay. Okay, Amy. I'm. Hmm. I'm in, I'm in that neighborhood now, Amy. That's uh, that's a good one. Mary Wall says chaotic neutral. He's like a wild card. To me, he comes off as knowing a lot, but he's thrown in the mix randomly to keep everyone on their toes. Uh, like I say, I, I see when I see him in these big time um, 
these interviews, I see a guy who's probably on the spectrum and I don't know how cold he is to the whole idea of humanity. I mean, he seemed to be pretty, maybe he's just in that, in that spectrum, that autism spectrum, so finely focused on the practical and the pragmatic. If I'm if I'm if I'm going to play devil's advocate here, because like I said, I'm 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 in the chaotic neutral to uh, neutral evil range right there. But to have that kind of conversion from trying to sound the alarm for everybody with AI and what is what it's going to do and how it's going to take us down and surpass us and cause a lot of problems for us, liking likening it to the releasing of a demon, calling forth a demon, which we know. Um, from other people who are working in the, the supercomputer, quantum computer uh, area, they're talking very plainly about parallel universes and entities that just dwarf us in in cognitive and spiritual ability and all that stuff. What would it be like? Certainly nothing we can control. I don't know. If you're in a situation like Elon Musk, aside from the fact that you know where he gets a lot of his funding, do you just get to a point where your realism takes over and you you put aside all of your your uh, your optimism and all of your hopes and you just say okay well I think we've we've crossed the threshold there's no going back if there's any way that we are going to to compete we need to merge I don't think that that is a proper I don't think that's a proper way to looking at this if it needs to be man versus machine then let's just gear up for you know you know, Judgment Day, the day past Judgment Day. If it's going to be us versus the T-800s or the T-600s, if it's just going to be we humans, we born free, bread free humans going up against uh, these gigantic robots and hunter-killer drones in, in a battlefield full of human skulls, like in Terminator 2, then so be it. Why merge with it? How the hell can you control that? So I don't know. I don't know what's pragmatism and what is just a trap. Drucifer says lawful evil. Mr. Wick, Mr. Wick says chaotic good. He put a uh, put a gif of V in there. V for vendetta. So there you have there you have that. Let's see here. Flower Gangster says, I wouldn't say he's evil, but he's definitely not good either. Chaotic seems to fit the bill. He likes his drugs. He likes womanizing. He likes money. He likes power. He likes to use that power to play both sides to get more money and more power, but he's nothing compared to Bill Gates. So she goes chaotic neutral. This is probably the majority of what people say. Let's take some calls here. First one up is 424. You're on the air. What's going on, 424? Um, this is Dave, the artist guy. Hey, Dave, what's going on? Um, I'm sitting here working, uh, doing my Flip City stuff. I think I got like 10 illustrations to do by tomorrow. It, so it, it, well, one second, Dave. For everybody at home, for you, so you don't know, I, I, I wasn't able to talk to Dave on the phone today, although I did reach out to him. We'll, we'll talk later on. But Dave is the artist, the chief artist for Flip City Magazine. Dave, welcome to the show. So what, what were you thinking? Um, I'm not really thinking at all. I have no brain. I'm just going by whatever you tell me to do and... Just whip it good, I guess. I don't know. I have no idea, dude. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? Are you talking about with the Elon Musk thing or what? 
Dion might say, oh, I think he's just controlled evil. I think he's just completely controlled. I think he's a good troll, but there's control there. I think that, dude, you've seen the video of the monkeys with half of their brains missing, with big batteries in their brains, and it's like, wow, they're alive, man. You can't do this. This is totally unethical, man. And, I, but he's doing it. I think once you have that much money, you could do whatever the hell you want to do, whatever you can dream of. So are you thinking lawful evil? Yeah, pretty much. Lawful. I, I think he's, he's lawyered out. He's lawyered up. He'll do whatever it takes to advance mankind into the Star Wars bar if he has to. Well, Dave, that's okay. So, so this, there's a, uh, there's a good because you are right, you are correct. When we hear that they're they're testing all the neuro the Neuralink chips on these monkeys, and the monkeys are going through really, really painful experimentation processes, it, it really makes you wonder what kind of a person would 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 fund an operation that uh, that has that kind of a a fallout with living living animals, knowing that it's going to be for us one day. I think it already is for us. I think it's already been done. I think there's pretty much robots around us. This is just a controlled hangout that he's putting out there. And we intentionally found it. We can intentionally talk about it. But this is covering up for the fact that that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's like kindergarten compared to what they're really doing, you know. Well, Dave, I appreciate this. I really do, and I uh, I promise I'll uh, I'll give you another call tomorrow because I'd love to uh, I'd love to mix up some ideas for that that official, quite frankly, sticker. Sounds good, dude. All right, man. See you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank All you better. so much. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, well, there, well, well, there's a little bit, another announcement I should have said. The sticker that I the sticker concept that I told you I've been working on. It really just did not work out, and and uh, it, it's no fault of my my friends who uh, were helping trying to help me bring my concept to life. The, it was just a bad idea. In the end, it just did not look good. No matter what I can come up with, so I abandoned the whole thing. Then all of a sudden, this thing came out with Flip City. Now, like you know what? I want to get in touch with this guy Dave, who who you know writes and illustrates for Flip City. Maybe he can make this banger of a uh, of a sticker that we can start sending out all over the world. So there you go. That I guess that's another that's another thing right there. Poopy butthole. What's going on, Poopy? Uh, what's up, Frank? So, in regards to Elon Musk, I, I, want to, I always think about that. And uh, to me, he's never, he hasn't shown anything of being evil. I think he's somewhere between chaotic, neutral, and chaotic good. Somewhere in between there, he, because he just, he's very, I also think he's on the spectrum. I, I remember that one video you played where uh, the guy explained how a lot of these people have uh, you know, traits of being on the spectrum, right? I, th- I think he's on point. Um, and I think he's way too smart to kind of show his true colors because he knows, you, you know what I mean? He can't, he can't. so here's the way I, I look at it. Let's say you, you, you uh, start understanding that um, AI is one of the biggest threats to humanity. I, that's not, I don't think that, but let's say, Elon Musk does right, hmm. and he also knows about the whole uh, the supercomputers that are able to reach into other dim- dimensions. Um, the, you know the quantum computing thing. So you have 
in my view, you have two ways, and, and you're also the, one of the richest people on the planet. So you have two ways of going about it. You keep doing what you're doing, which is start telling people that AI is bad and start just being alarmist and just, you know, kind of like going against the green, going against everybody and the government and everywhere, just saying, hey, no, this is bad, we got to stop it. Or you get into the game, you actually produce whatever you think is going to come up yourself. You know the whole game in and out, which is a, which is a way that you could fight it later on yourself when you know ins and outs of everything that is going to go against you. So you, you think I mean? you're thinking uh, Elon Musk is almost like a Galen Urso from Rogue One, the guy who who uh, who built in the Death Star's uh, uh, flaw that it could be exploited and, and blow it up at a later date. Uh, not not as much because he was he invented it, but then the empire took it over and forced him to work on it. Elon Musk kind of seen the problem first. If he let's say he's seen the empire, the the Death Star first, and then started working on it to, just to know that he can destroy it later on. I, you know what? I, I still, I mean, the, the people have made some really good ar- um, arguments for lawful evil and neutral evil, but I, I, I'm still hovering around the majority who's saying chaotic neutral, because it leaves room for everything. It leaves room for everything: the dark, the light, the gray, and um, and and as you said before, it just seems like a guy who who would um, would keep a, a lot of his cards close to the chest. So. Um, who, who who the hell knows? Yeah, I, that I, chart that chart is a little uh, that chart is a little bit misleading because we're talking about real people here. We're not we're not talking about Superman. Okay, so there's a, if you're human, you're not gonna have a Superman. Everybody has skeletons in the closet. Everybody has their flaws. So what we, you know what I mean? Like who's who's on that level of lawful good? Jesus Christ, Superman, and who who else are we talking about? That's actually human. That's alive and out. Time right now. I don't know. People have had. Lo- I think everybody. You, you don't have a uh, any lawfully good people in your life. Uh, maybe from prior generations, from just different uh, different generations. I think that there's uh, there's that those types of people out there who are just Boy Scouts, like true Boy Scouts. And that, that that's not to say that they are they can walk on water. That's not to say that they don't have. I mean, even Superman had flaws and weaknesses. But um, I think it's more so of a, 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 driving, a driving force and a code behind uh, the, the behavior of one character or another. Like, yeah, it's, obviously it's not ever going to encapsulate the complexities of any one human being, but it can, it can give us a little bit of a, uh, a, little bit of a direction. You, you, know, you know what I think, though? I think that the people who are truly good and, and are Boy Scouts, in this uh, day and age, they will not get to the level of being a super billionaire because they get weeded out. They get destroyed on the way if they keep with their, you know, with their good nature. You have to be a little bit, you know, you have to do a lot of dif- difficult things to become to this well, one of the wealthiest people on the planet. Then, <laughs> otherwise, you get swept out somehow. Hey, you know you what? what? Uh, it's it's a it's a that's a fantastic point. I mean, uh, you, that can apply to Donald Trump easily. 
I mean, for for anybody to to make exactly. to make his bread in New York City, especially during a few those few couple of generations where you cannot pour one bag of cement without dealing with mafia connected union guys. Um, everybody knew what the deal was, and and you just understood what the real power structure of the world is, how to keep yourself safe, and how to navigate those rocky shores. You just gotta. You got to play the games. You got to have a community face, and you have to keep your opinions to yourself. Sometimes I appreciate this call. You could still remain a good person, but you just you got to know how to play the game. Yeah, I know. Great call. Thanks, thanks, Poopy. All right, love you, man. Love you too, brother, man. That's a that's a great call. We still have a couple of minutes left. Let's let's do a little bit more. Let me go to the Reddit. Let me go to the Reddit. Top one. Here we go. This is from Mods Are Man Babies. Says lawful evil. So we're talking Darth Vader type. He's playing you for fools. He's with the bad guys. There's a lot of people out there. Hey, a lot of people out there who believe that. And I'm I'm not here to convince you otherwise. I'm asking the question. I thought it'd be a fun little thing to do tonight. P D uh, P D E uh, P Degano. Says Musk embraces the appearance of lawful good, but is historically a Borgophile, and from a certain point of view, that would make him lawful evil. Let's see here. Captain Castiron says Elon is a hard man to get a beat on. I don't think he fits into any of those categories. I think he's an opportunist. He'll be whatever he needs to be to advance his own wealth and power. Sometimes he's lawful evil. Other times he's neutral good. And sometimes he's chaotic neutral. He's a chameleon. Hmm. Hmm. Now, here's the thing. When you have achieved as much, you know, what he, to advance his own wealth and power... When you get to where he is, wealth is nothing anymore. Nothing. Seriously, nothing. He dropped $3 billion just for shits and giggles on Twitter today. Or at least it was announced today. Power? What is there to do in this world that he can't do? I mean, especially in the Western world goes, most people know who he is in the Western, in Western civilization, what's left of it. So it really makes you, I wish there was a little bit more insight into what his ambitions are. If he just like, uh, he's just a builder, just like seeing, just making a project, working on it, whether or not we think that the, the project may be one that serves evil or, or good, or like most things, is it a device that is, is by intention indifferent, but can be used in different ways by different people? You know, I saw the person who said it before, he knows that his his creations are going to be used for evil as well as good. Well, I mean, that could be said for anybody, for the person who, who created the first firearm, for the Chinese for inventing black powder. It could be said about anything. So what do we do? Not invent things? I, I, can't, I can't fault him for, or anybody for pursuing something that, that can be used to do harm to somebody or to a group of people. Or else we, we'd just be stagnant. You, you'd hope that there is enough morality being instilled in the home that produces generations of people who would never consider using an indifferent, uh, would never consider using a hammer to bludgeon a person's head in and instead would use a hammer to build a home. So I, as a host here, I have to play devil's advocate on everything. But I, but yeah, all right, let's keep going. A couple more. Couple more. Speak truth, please. 
says lawful neutral. He's seen how this planet operates and he wants off. He claims he's doing good by generating a plan B for mankind. But in my opinion, he's just using the Earth's resources to flee for his own sake. For that reason, he leans toward lawful evil. Oh, okay. So he's lawful neutral leaning toward lawful evil. He's on, he's on the precipice of evil. Brown Tails says chaotic good, chaotic good with moments of chaotic neutral. Oh my, oh God, Roy says chaotic neutral. He seems that he wants to uh, to reinvent things and doesn't give a f about how he gets there. Let's take another call, shall we? Here we go. Two five six. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey Frank, this is Shannon. Shannon, welcome to the show. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you. I uh, checked the mail today, and that was very sweet of you. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. I, I love, I it's, uh, whenever I get something nice, and whenever I get anything in the mail, it is, uh, sometimes it takes me a while, but Lauren has, has enabled me to get more responses out to people and, and thank them, and and uh, I appreciate it. We're, we're probably keeping the the uh, the post service, the postal service, afloat with all the po- uh, stamps that we've been encouraging people to buy the last few years. So that's nice. <laughs> you scared the crap out of me though last week because when you were talking about the possums and anybody that sends you anything, you you just totally delete them, this and that. And I was like, oh shit. I said, I just that card. It's all right. I'm gonna hate it. It's all right. It, 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 it didn't. It didn't actually look like a real one. I looked animated, and I, I I got through it all right, Shannon. So so, what do you got for us tonight? Because your last call tonight. Oh, I was just um, wanted to thank you for that. But then on this Elon Musk stuff, yeah, I pretty much don't trust him as far as I can throw him either. I, I definitely think there's something totally off about him. And anybody with that kind of money, no, you cannot trust them at all. So definitely evil. Definitely so, some kind of evil. Okay. I don't know which one, but maybe a little bit of all of them. You know I, what I'm saying? I think out of all the evils, the one I would say no to right off the bat is chaotic evil. I do, I do not think that he is the Joker from Batman. I don't think he's one of those guys that just wants to see the world burn and does really indiscriminate acts of, of craziness that... Uh, you know, destructive craziness just for no reason. So if we're going evil, it's got to be neutral to lawful. So I think I uh, what I what I've I've narrowed this down is it's either neutral evil to chaotic neutral for me, and um, and then you know it's, I I also see how some people would say chaotic good is a place where it can go too. But um, I I have to eliminate chaotic evil. Shannon, thank you for the call. It's great to hear from you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good night. Good practice tonight, too. Oh, thank you so much. I'm heading into there right now. It's time to practice. All right, ladies and gents, um, let me go into the Super Chats, make sure I didn't forget anybody, and then we are off to the races. Big Bat says, tell one thing. Uh, Tell one thing that laugh is way past chaotic evil. His laugh? Valuna says, oops, my payment glitched. Thanks, as usual, Frank. Thanks for the great programming. And there's Valuna again. I don't think it glitched. Neutral evil, she says. See the benefit in it, just as I, uh, as all the many others who are leveraging this unprecedented opportunity, but has vested interest in good chaos as long as it is moderate. And thank you, Poopy, who says, Happy belated, thank you for keeping me and so many thousands of people sane over the past 
years or so, you're the seven o'clock beacon from heaven that grounds way more people than you know. Love you. Well, thank you, Poopy. We'll see if Poopy shows up to the show on uh, on Thursday. He's he's close enough. He's already been to a uh, a set the charge show before. And uh, Stostube, thank you for a wonderful wonderful gift gino as well says meant to do this friday but got tied up so i'll do it tonight happy belated birthday frank hope it was awesome thank you for all you do and it was it was nice and quiet and quaint and i had a great time i appreciate you all so much let me go to the foxhole and we are done for the evening hold on a second done for the evening boom 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 all right foxhole ohio patriot Thank you. Boyce Blanc says, what slap distraction this week? Frankly, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, uh, smart, smart Poker. Thank you. Jay Jewel says, OMG, the new McNugget. Oh, did you guys see that? Hold on a second. Did you see that? You might have. Where we are. Aurora, are you chicken McNugget? No. Just walks off. And Ohio Kimmy, thank you. Boyce Block again for Chicken Nugget and Smot Poker. And N Search of Truth, Book Club Reminder. Yes, I got that all in the beginning of the show. Cannot wait. Go and read. If you've got Windswept House, read the first 100 pages. That is the prologue and a complete nine, nine uh, chapters. And I'll let you know as the week goes on about the official thread. For this first week of what should be about six or seven. And also when the uh, the broadcast is going to be. This week might have to be on a Saturday night. It might have to be on a Saturday night or Friday late after band practice, which I'm going to be exhausted. So I might have to just do it Saturday. And I, I probably can do it from home because it won't be an official Saturday night special. It would, it would be a bonus. And then every week from there on could be on a Saturday, a Friday night after this. And there you go. All right, ladies and gents, thank you for everything. I will talk to you tomorrow. If you want to contribute to the Elon Musk conversation, get into that Twitter feed that I put out there. Check my Twitter. I tweeted it out. I put it into the Discord, and I put it into the Telegram. Or you can jump into the Reddit, and I will see it tomorrow. Tomorrow we got Noor Bin Laden coming on, so we will have plenty to talk about in another short episode. So with that being said, good night. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is film before a live studio audience. Now, our super chatters, Big Bats, Valuna, Poopy, Stostube, Gino, Hello Kitty, Citizen Chuck, and then we have Fredo Awakening and then a whole bunch of people on Foxhole who are about to get the scratching released. And don't worry, you guys and gals, we have amazing things that are going to be put on to quitefrankly.tv tonight. Get over there right now and make sure you are ready for the After Hours programming that will kick off in a few minutes. Information, culture, comedy, anything you need to cap off an evening in a wonderful way. See you tomorrow. Thank you for tonight.